Ellisol Chit Chats aims to make information available for everyone. The podcast transcripts are on ellisolchitchats.wordpress.com for the hearing impaired and those who'd like to read instead. Thank you for engaging. It's the end of the week. <laughs> I was saying it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> but it's the end of the week. I'm so happy. And... Hi everyone! I'm not gonna forget to introduce myself. Hi everyone! My name is Raineth and welcome to Illisal Chit Chats where we talk about the 3am thoughts and the afterthoughts and of course film. Being it Friday, we're talking about film. More specifically, we're talking about a series called Blood and Water that I'm sure everyone has seen and hyped about. The second season is coming, so let's do this. Let's get into it. I saw Blood and Water's trailer on TV. It was the thing that made me want to get Netflix again. However, I was too busy watching a different South African teen drama on another streaming channel. Unfortunately, I experienced a lot of FOMO because at the time, LOL, <laughs> it's really not a laughing matter, but I couldn't afford Netflix anymore. I would have to like scrape sense to watch one series when I could just buy myself two burgers. Imagine. But I made a deal and she's back on Netflix, honey. And Blood and Water was the first thing that I watched. This week on The Audience Perspective. Blood and Water was released in May of 2020 with a first episode that they also put on YouTube. I thought this was a very smart move because... They probably wanted to know how many people would watch it given the chance. I think in certain socio-economic instances, not all of us can afford to watch Netflix, the subscription being a small factor against the data it would take to either stream or download, right? So sometimes to test the waters is to give people a free preview and in this case the first episode was available to watch for everyone. I also watched it there and... Unfortunately, I had to put it out of my mind until I could watch on Netflix and I feel like the wait was actually worth it. I don't watch it recently, by the way. I just wanted to do this one because I did eventually see that an official second season is coming. They already started filming it and, you know, now it's just, now it's just waiting. But yeah, I just wanted to share that. So Blood and Water is about Buleng, a 16-year-old teenager from Cape Town whose sister Pumelele was kidnapped after her birth. Her parents celebrate Pume's birthday every year, even in her absence. And from the get-go, you get the sense that Buleng has always lived under the shadow. Tired of this, Buleng goes to a birthday party with her best friend Zama where she meets the real rich kids of Cape Town. Zama disappears leaving Buleng wandering in the house and she comes across things that foreshadow later events. But it's one of those things where you see something and then later you click what you saw and it all comes together, which is how I felt when these things came to light. So I think that's another thing that they did well. Buleng later meets Wade in a cutesy banter and then he points out to her that she looks like the birthday girl. This sets Buleng on her path of investigations as she believes that Figile, the birthday girl, could be her long-lost sister Pumelele. So things happen that lead to Buleng being suspended and she transfers to Parkhurst College where she rubs shoulders and gets to know the richest of the rich teenagers of Cape Town. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep saying this because 
This is one thing that bothered me with this story, which is basically what bothers me with most American teen dramas. I couldn't exactly relate to what was happening because of some of the events. I don't know if it's because they are rich that certain things that they do are allowed or what. I remember watching Gossip Girl. I was young. I was like, wow, they have it so easy. Like, is is that normal? You know? As I grew up and every time that I do watch Gossip Girl, I'm watching it without this thought and I understand that, okay, first of all, these are Americans. Our experiences are not the same. Maybe our parents are stricter and they will always see us as children even when we are old. So the teenagers doing whatever they're doing, maybe they have more freedom that side. Second, they have money. On Gossip Girl, not like all Americans are rich. <laughs> On Gossip Girl, they have money. So they can afford to do basically whatever they want, go wherever they want. I mean, even Dan. Dan is not poor. Dan is a middle class kid like the rest of us. He just so happens to enter that being the insider. You can't relate to him anymore because now he's part of that world. Which is something Vanessa was whining about. But we're not talking about Gossip Girl. <laughs> get to the point. Get to, get to, get back to this. Anyway, um, they have money. So surely they can afford to do basically whatever they want. Go wherever they want. Do you know how long it took me to get my budget and money together for a weekend to Cape Town? And these people are just like, I'm escaping to Paris. Bye. So watching Blood and Water and the freedom that these kids have and the behavior they elicit, it kind of threw me off. I felt like they were using teen drama tropes, partying, whatever, but the kids had to be rich in order for them to portray these tropes. I'm not counting Buleng, who seems to come out of what I see as a normal home where her mom is strict. And no, I'm not forgetting the fact that she has a missing child. But I need to see a semblance of a protective mom. Maybe like Wade's mom. And yeah, she's basically the closest thing to a normal parent without having a story attached to her. So many of these teen dramas usually eliminate the parental aspect of these kids' lives. As I said, I wanted to see a normal parent, but in Blood and Water, I saw parents whom I don't think I've come across before on South African television. Maybe I have, but it was not like like this. So you know that mom who looks at you with disdain? There is that parent, but times 1,000. And then there is Siloma Kekanube's character who's very nice, but he's the parent who tries to sound cool. And at the same time, it doesn't work because I do perceive him as cool. I like his relationship with his son. But then there is also that scandalous side, obviously. So unlike teen dramas where you don't see much of the parents, it turns out, and it's very clear, they actually show how these parents influence their children's lives. Like They don't have to show the relationship with the child, but the repercussions of the parents' decisions that they make has a very strong impact on these children's lives, these teenagers' lives. It was kind of like they're very involved, actually. And even the extent that the parent can insult or threaten a teenager, and you're like, whoa. That's kind of refreshing. Wait, no, refreshing's not the right word. 
because it's actually it's dangerous what happens there it's inappropriate it's it's wrong but it's refreshing to see a new kind of a new kind of situation without having that you know how parents on tv are just passive aggressive against the teenagers and you're like what the hell <laughs> so this is like clear like i don't like you <laughs> this is direct so i read an article on the guardian's website that alluded to how blood and water is through and through an american teen drama in the context of south africa which speaks to how i felt like I couldn't relate. I used to love teen dramas. I can't say I know them like the back of my hand. Like the formula that they used to make these things. But if most of what you watched is a specific genre, since primary school, all throughout high school and into your 20s, you pick up a lot of similarities. You already know what's going to happen or there are things that just don't surprise you anymore. So personally, I do agree with how it could feel like that also one thing that they talked about was the portrayal of south african of the south african reality being on netflix and at an international stage you need to accommodate the people outside of your country but you need to be careful that you don't portray your country to be similar to theirs and then the people from your country are like but this is not real Again, there are certain things that aren't relatable within blood and water. But as I said, I'm not from that rich, rich, or even one rich background. So I don't know if it's real or if it's just adapting to the teen drama genre. But it was something to think about. And it also made me want to dig deeper and see how we portray things that have an international platform as opposed to things that only we get to see as South Africans. Another thing that I also noted, there was an article that I read that said that even though they do show Cape Town, um, they don't show the, the poorer side of it. There was no need to show the poorer side of it. Yes, you want to show a place holistically, but because there was no one coming from the poorer side of Cape Town, then there was no need to show the poorer side of Cape Town. However, they could have just had like a snippet to show to show that Cape Town isn't all just rich people. Getting back to the story though, I really enjoyed watching this. It was it was so short. Every Netflix show just feels like a movie fragmented because the episodes are released all at once and some of them are so short. So I watched this in a weekend, but I also wonder what it would have been like to wait a week for an episode i don't think i would have enjoyed it as much or I, i'm not sure but with blood and water you start off this story believing that this figure is the missing sister then as the story goes other things are revealed you're steered off you're steered off the track and you start to doubt it's definitely good at the mystery part so obviously you want to know what happens now and it's even better at the teen drama part because what else makes a story if not these young people's relationships with each other? All I can say is poor Wade. Poor, poor Wade. But monkey, but so freaking sweet and funny. A lot of what happens is frustrating and I feel like that's why it's good because whatever happens among them is the kind of 
unnecessary misunderstanding that would be eliminated with logic. Aside from, you know, that one that's deciding that I'm going to be evil. But there are these misunderstandings that are really like, nah man, you could have done that or you could have done this. While deep down you know that had things gone without misunderstandings, then there would be nothing to watch here about Buleng's search. Buleng's search where she goes as far as... <laughs> I don't want to say it because it grossed me out when I saw it, but I was also like, what the heck? As far as grabbing Figula's tampon from the bin. What? How? I, I, didn't, I didn't even know how to feel about that. I explained to my boyfriend, like, that's not possible. You, you, you can't just throw a tampon right there in the bin next to the... Next to the... Uh, what do you call them? I, English is even escaping me because I'm just traumatized all over again. What do you call it? Next to the basins. I mean, if boys are watching this, they're gonna think that that's how the girls' bathroom is. No, guys. Not to reveal anything about the girls' bathroom, there is actually a bin specifically for these things. So that portrayal is just, that's just weird. Like, it's not real, but it's also just weird. Like, that's going too far. Ew. Anyway, I like how her search is also complicated by everything that happens between them. You can't have the search and not have the dramas the, or, the, or the melodrama. And you can't have the melodrama and not have the search because they just feed off of each other. Honestly, it's good. And the quality is good. The only thing that I can say about that is that I hope that with the Netflix-produced South African shows comes a different mindset when we watch our content. I'm hoping that future generations won't say what I grew up hearing from my peers, which was South African movies or series are just not that good. Have you seen the change lately? Mnet produced series that we are gifted with, Mzanzi Magic and the theatrical films that they start to bring out. Have you seen how Afrikaans films and series are less uptight and they're less about what our Tanis and Wims would like to see, but focus more and cater more to young adults and create films that aren't cute but are raw? Have you seen Slot? just had to add that in there but i think you get it like the south african film industry is really starting to reel us in again so yeah like that last part was i'm so passionate about that that i just had to add it in don't mind me but mind me <laughs> what a turn my commentary took Any <laughs> anyhow what were your thoughts regarding blood and water did I, did i miss anything did you relate to my experience watching this let me know on the socials which i will include in the description then you can find me and we'll have a chat you can also let me know what you'd like me to watch and talk about i'm very interested to hear i like to hear what other people watch but thank you for visiting me have a great weekend I hope you can get some rest if you've had a busy week. I know I need a month's sleep, so hopefully that will be my weekend. Take care of yourself, Seeds. Till Tuesday.
Hi, Raineth here. Around the time that I started my podcast, I was told by someone that they wanted to start a podcast too, but they didn't know how. Well, it has never been this easy to share your thoughts with the world, certainly not in limited characters anyway. I joined Buzzsprouts because I wanted a podcast-friendly environment that will have the work that I do with every episode. I'm not looking back. Buzzsprouts is home to 100,000 podcasters. It's an ideal choice because not only do they give you detailed analytics to show how your podcast is doing, they'll give you tools to promote your episodes and an easily accessible podcast website where anyone can listen to your podcast. And because they think of your listeners' needs as well, the website will have a directory of where your episodes are available as well. If you'd like to try your hand at podcasting, Buzzsprouts is an option to consider. You can use the link in our description to check it out. You will get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and in addition, help support our show.